0: What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. I hope you're doing well and you enjoy Wildcard Weekend in the NFL. And the Australian Open is already underway. I feel bad, y'all. You know, getting COVID, I just, man, it was, just, it, was it was rough. It was rough. But I'm not going to make any excuses. It is what it is. Thought about doing an Australian Open preview and ended up saying, ah, it's all right. I do a different kind of show now. And I know most of my energy as I was kind of doing an Australian Open preview was fixated on Novak Djokovic. So I'll get to that. We'll talk about that. We'll obviously talk about the games from this weekend and where I think I'm leaning towards when we look at next weekend's slate of games. And also in the NBA, you know, I'm always looking out for kind of something that sticks out to me. And I was going on NBA.com and, you know, reading different stories and keeping up on stuff. And I saw that the new power rankings has the Memphis Grizzlies as the number one team in the NBA. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll on that. They're good. They're really good. And I know that these rankings, you know, kind of, you know, change week to week. They do. But boy, number one, I like John Moran too. He's on his Grizzly. He is. But the number one team right now, that might be a bit much. But first, we'll start with the National Football League. As I watched the games this past weekend, there was a tweet I saw that kept me from tweeting out about being so upset with the referees. It just, uh, yeah. Uh, Some tough games. Some tough games. Uh, And it wasn't just, to me, the referee team and the Raiders-Bengals either. That was actually one of the better games. Unfortunately, I think the Raiders maybe could have won that game. And then I could have won my pick. But I'm looking at just the weekend and what games I enjoyed. I enjoyed Bengals-Raiders. Bill's Patriots I stopped watching in the first like 10 minutes. I mean, if there was a like a quarterback rating for a team rating, I mean, man, the Bills, boy, they couldn't be stopped. What did they not do right? 49ers Cowboys, I relished in the 49ers beating the Cowboys. That one, I don't know her name and didn't decide to look it up, although I could have, but... The one There was one lady in the third quarter, her face, she looks salty. And I guess a lot of her friends and people saw her on television started tweeting at her. So they showed her again, smiling and laughing because I'm sure everybody's like, yo, your face is flastered all over the internet as a cowboy meme. Coaching decisions have also really kind of dampened my excitement from the games, I had a lot of mistakes in my mind. I watched Steelers, Chiefs. It was close for about a quarter and a half, and then the Chiefs were just like, yeah, let's just go on ahead and win this. I expected the Chiefs to win. I did, and I'm sure you did too, had to. And I'm still gonna say that I don't, necessarily think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire I think he's going to take the summer and say you know what I want to come back and I know if you were, especially if you're a Steelers fan and you were watching that Mike Tomlin was trending because you know he started talking about he's focused on the, uh, the next player to have some mobility to me mobility definitely doesn't necessarily mean success you know Tyrod Taylor is all right. He's all right. Serviceable. I know there were moments in the season where I thought he was really good, but hey, in the end, mobility. Okay, he can't say that there's youth with Tyrod Taylor anymore. That's not on his side per se, but the Houston Texans, they struggled this year. They struggled this year. It's not like all of the players that are mobile are also durable. How did the Steelers get into the playoffs? Because Lamar Jackson didn't play because he was injured. And not always about mobility with injuries, but that plays a role. More chances of getting hit, getting banged up, instead of just, you know, staying in the pocket and being protected by your offensive line. That plays a role in it. And Ben Roethlisberger has been durable for the most part. May not have been most mobile, but I tell you what, if you Whether you're a Steelers fan or not, you know how many times it was hard to take Big Ben down. And if you're mobile, and maybe albeit also a small quarterback, well, that means that there's a greater chance of you being brought down once a defensive lineman or linebacker or even maybe a cornerback, a DB, gets their hands on you. But Big Ben, it was hard to take him down. But even with this talk of, oh, I don't know, you know, Mike Tomlin in his postseason press conference was talking about he wants a quarterback with more mobility to be the next quarterback. Doesn't necessarily mean Ben Roethlisberger's not coming back. Who knows? He could come back and just, you know, kind of be on the sidelines helping a young rookie out. But also means the crop of quarterbacks is not as the quantity. The quantity might be there, but maybe not the quality of quarterback. That may be different. That may be where it's like, uh, but you might not get that quarterback this year. I don't see it being Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins, as I was trying to mix their name together almost. So, I, uh, you know, I just feel like you, you never know. And if I could find that on one of the websites for betting, is Ben Roethlisberger coming back or not? I put a little money down on yes. He's gonna take some time to think about it, get himself back in playing shape. That's that's what I see. That's what I see. And so the final game, you know, Chiefs are moving on as expected. Rams Cardinals, I didn't expect the Cardinals to really be able to do much either. They just seem to be heading in the wrong direction towards the end of the season. Can't believe it's Matthew Stafford's first career win in the postseason. That seems like that's almost impossible to even believe. But all that time with Detroit, I mean, now he's got a winning team around him. A quality team around him, which is really good. And that's really good. Now, I'm not gonna do my gut check picks, but as I look ahead to next week, Bengals at Titans should be a good one. 49ers at Packers. Packers. Uh, I mean, the 49ers are amazing. I just see so much energy out of them. And if Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, didn't make a few mistakes towards the end of that game, where I was like, oh no, the 49ers are imploding. The Cowboys were never even really in that game. That was one of the games that I feel like, no, the 49ers opened the door for you. You didn't do anything that really said, yeah, we're coming back. You just got gifted a couple of interceptions. That's, that's my take on that. It's also sad. It kind of means the football season's coming to an end. Buccaneers, Rams. So sorry, so let me go Let me go back. Let me go back. 49ers are exciting. And I think the Packers will have their hands full. But, not when you account for the weather, I don't think. I think when you look at what you're seeing, the 49ers and how great they have looked so far, I'm not quite sure in my mind, that you can't look back. You can't look back at the 49ers and think about, well, it's one thing when you're playing in the nice weather. It's another when you're playing on the, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. If you look at the regular season, they lost a close game to the Packers, thirty to twenty-eight. That was in Levi Stadium. Now you can say, you can say, hey, they've already faced them before, so that also can add to a level of teams knowing their opponent. You can say that. They did win in Chicago as they made their NFC North rounds. That was in, you know, I mean, I I don't want to say that was at the end of October. I'm not going to go back and look at the weather report, but it's probably a little warmer. They won in overtime at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So, yeah, you could, you know, you could say that, all right, well, they're kind of okay in cold weather, but that's still something that I'm thinking about. Can they win in Green Bay when it's cold? It's going to be cold. And so, from that perspective, as we move to the divisional playoff round, I'm kind of like, well,. We'll see, we'll see. Tampa Bay hosting the LA Rams. That's gonna be a good one. I think obviously Tom Brady, you know, there's no doubt he's got something to prove. I think with the loss of weapons by Tampa Bay, I would give the edge on offense slightly to the Rams. But the reason why it's only slightly is because yeah, Cooper Cup is having an amazing season. Tyler Higby's pretty good. They got a decent running game, but they don't have Tom Brady. They don't have Tom Brady, and that's kind of a big deal. I mean, the Bucs passing offense is ranked first. Rushing defense rank, rushing offense, excuse me, ranked twenty-six. Problem is for the Rams, they're about even. Fifth in passing, 25th in rushing. So they're even there. Pretty even on defense and offense. So that could be a that that I think that's a good better matchup. And obviously we all want good games, right? We all want good games. And I think that could be a good matchup. Buffalo at Kansas City. Let's see what I say. when we get to my gut check picks on Thursday. Buffalo looks good. Their offense and defense are both ranked in the top five. Their passing and rushing offense are both ranked in the top 10. Kansas City has the offense, slightly better offense, and they're playing at home, so you give them the edge but their defense is near last in the NFL. That's right, Kansas City defense, ranked 27th. That's not good. And I don't know if you'll see this line change at minus two, but we got Chiefs at minus two at home. I think that's why you give the edge to them because they're at home. Buccaneers, Rams, minus three. I think, yeah, that early, that edge is from being at home. Packers, minus five and a half. Again, I think it's at home, but again, I wonder how much the weather is playing into that. San Francisco may not be ready for the frozen tundra. And the Titans, man, if they get Derrick Henry back, whoo, watch out, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who they? Well, we know who they are. And they look good. I actually think that number should be a little bit closer. I would say two and a half, maybe, maybe two. Especially with the Titans, you know, Titans been sitting down. They're a little cold. Same could be said really for the Packers. We'll see. So as we switch gears here, let's first talk about, before we get to the NBA, I want to talk about the Australian Open. I feel bad I didn't do my preview this year. I should have. I should have. As I look at the men's side, I was like, oh my gosh, wait, the Australian Open's here. <laughs> it is. Of course it is. I've been paying attention to hashtag Novax Joe COVID. One of my favorite hashtags of 2022 already. And I think it's more wide open than it has been in the past. Daniil Medvedev is a favorite at $1.50 to one. Alexander Zverev is right behind him at 3-1. Rafa, 5-1. Stefano Tsitsipas, 14-1. And actually, Tsitsipas would have probably been one of my favorites, but I know he's coming off of an elbow injury. I don't know how good he will be. Yannick Sinner, 18-1. Carlos Alcaraz, Garfia, 25 to 1. Matteo Berrettini, 25 to 1. It's just hard to pick. Can you go with all the way down to a Felix Ogier, Ali Asim at 65 to 1? I don't know. Can the hometown guy, Nick Kyrgios, get it done? Also at 65 to 1. Roberto Bautista Ogut at, man, 130 to 1. Dennis Shapovalov, 100 to 1. I don't know, that's probably going too far. My God, Francis TFO, 180-1. Probably not going to happen. But then again, with the U.S. Open, you know, you never expected to see Emma Raducanu win the U.S. Open. You got to take some long, long, long shots. But that's a real long shot. Marin Cilic is all the way down there, too. There are some names of players that you're like, actually, those those are some pretty good names that are way down. But I don't know if you could not pick the favorites. I mean, the key is, I, I feel like if I had to take a player, I'm gonna say, okay, this could be his. I mean, Rafa, this is the perfect opportunity for Rafa to try to get one more than Novak, if he can do it. But man, this is going to be tough. I mean, I think this is Medvedev's tournament to lose. So I see him as a favorite. But if Rafa can make a run, I mean, that could be a good one. That could be a good pick. I feel like in my mind, my sleeper is Matteo Berrettini, plus 2,500 if I'm making my gut check pick. And Rafa, I think this is that chance. Rafa sees it and he's going to be on a mission. So Rafa is my favorite. Although I feel like he's kind of a long shot as I'm putting it in, as I'm like, Rafa's my long shot. I don't know. I mean, Rafa's not my long shot. Rafa's my pick. Matteo Berrettini is my long shot. But if I got to go with someone where I'm like, man, they're way, way, way down there. Can you find anyone that might pull Radu Kanu? Boy, I don't know. I don't see it. But keep an eye out on somebody to make a run. I'd love for the American to, you know, just, you know, put put, put a little bit on Francis Tiafoe. Taylor Fritz, maybe another American. Not a bad idea. Australian Open women's side. Now Ashley Barty, playing in her home country, is at plus 225, followed by Naomi Osaka at plus 700. Naomi Osaka already cruised in her first round match. Iga Switek at plus 900. Garbine Muguruza at 12 to 1. The key is, if you look at, you know, the young darlings of last year's season. And she's actually good value. Emma Raducanu. Remember, she came out of nowhere last year, won the US Open. 16 to one. Do you think it's too much hype? Might be a little bit. Might be a little bit, but that was fun last year. That was a lot of fun in the U.S. Open. But I don't know if she can do it here. But to me, it's just is it just as wide open on the women's side the first time in a long time? I mean, I feel like if Serena Williams was on here, you would say, oh yeah, well, okay, look for Serena can can a sleeper like Belinda Bencic at 80 to 1 win the Aussie Open? I don't know. I would have to lean on the favorite Ashley Barty at plus 225 to get it done. I mean, she's in her home country. I mean, that that helps a lot. And the crazy thing is, she's never won it. So it's probably the one tournament that she's like, yeah, I want to win this. So I'll give it to her. I'll give Ashley Barty, yep. That's what I'm picking. That's my gut check pick. Ashley Barty gets it done this year. But yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy. But I'll take Ashley Barty. Not as robust of an Australian Open preview as I normally have had in the past. So my gut check pick again Is Rafa Nadal on the men's side and Ashley Barty on the women's side to win the Australian Open. Those are my gut check picks. Are we moving on to the NBA? And yeah, there are some, you know, hey, look, if a coach isn't doing well, so be it. And things happen. I don't like seeing reports that Frank Vogel's coaching job is in jeopardy because the Lakers are hovering around 500. That don't make any sense. And I tell you why it doesn't make any sense. Okay, Frank Vogel won an NBA championship. Granted, it was in the bubble. But don't tell me you're taking away the championship from Frank Vogel as a coach. But you'll but you'll talk about LeBron, like, oh, what a what an epic, epic tournament for LeBron and the Lakers and Anthony Davis and what they did to gut it out in the bubble. No, Frank Vogel deserves credit for that too. As much as we joke about oh LeBron James is the GM. Not Rob Polinka. I just don't think it's right. I don't think it's fair. You haven't had Anthony Davis for what? A cup of tea this season? And LeBron as a GM and Rob Polinka decided to sign all the AARP team. Don't make Frank Vogel the scapegoat. Although what I would like to see if you're going to try to do that, just like Bill Russell, maybe LeBron Jay's like, yeah, I'm going to be a player coach. Maybe that'd be historic. Something different for him to try. But I don't like that. I just don't like the whole oh it's Frank Vogel's fault. That it's just it's just not it's just not fair. You gave away three players for Russell Westbrook and it hasn't worked out. You could start there. You couldn't sign any young players. You've got a bunch of players, Carmelo, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza, Kip Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Wayne Ellington. Like seven, 10 years ago, they were good. Not now. Frank Vogel has tried his best, especially when you talk about, it's not like they're losing and they had Anthony Davis on the court. Okay, Magic Johnson tweeting about the state of the, the Lakers and James saying we'll be better. It's not Frank Vogel's fault. It's Rob Palinka's fault. And maybe, whether we're joking or not, it may be partially LeBron James's fault more than it is Frank Vogel. He's coaching the players that were that were, you know, signed. Making a scapegoat out of him. That's ridiculous. It's disgusting. Now, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's disgusting, but the Memphis Grizzlies, I like them too. They were riding the 11-game winning streak, and that was snapped to the Dallas Mavericks. They do look good. They do look good. But I'm not going to go as far as to say that, as I looked on NBA.com, that they are the the best team in the NBA right now. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have only lost nine games. Give me a break. Let's not do that. All right? Just because you're buying into the hype, that's right, the hype of the Memphis Grizzlies and John Moran on his Grizzly, I'll give you that. I am too. But I don't think they're the number one ranked team right now in the NBA. I have to, you know, okay, I know it fluctuates. I know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, they are that for now. But it's not like they're going to stay there. This isn't the, the NBA playoff rankings. But I still would put them behind Phoenix. And I think you could I think you could probably put them two. You could put them two over the Warriors, but I feel like the Warriors are struggling right now as they try to find an identity with Klay Thompson back on the court. That's a team I'd look at and say they're four and six in their last ten. Eh. Something's not right there. Something's not right there. But I think they'll right the ship. I still say, yeah, watch out for Klay Thompson. Because even though you're talking about, oh, they're the best team right now, Memphis Grizzlies are still still way down as the, they have the 10th best, best odds to win the NBA championship. And if the playoffs started today, none of you would be picking the Memphis Grizzlies to hoist a trophy. So let's slow your roll on them being the best team in the NBA right now. They're on a good win streak. And this week they got Chicago. Let's hope everything's okay with Zach Levine. That would be devastating. They're at Milwaukee, at Denver, and at Dallas. All of a sudden, man, Memphis could be struggling. Memphis, you know, might be heading in another direction Golden State's got four straight games at home against Detroit, Indiana, Houston, and Utah. Sounds like four straight wins to me. Bing, 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 bing. It's got my goat, a little bit, just a little bit. Memphis is good, but not the best team in the NBA. I think you, I think you still got to give that to the Suns. I think you still give that to the Suns. All right, that'll do it for Just For Sport. You got a little NFL. Did my Australian Open preview. Low NBA. My throat still is not 100%. I'll be back with my gut check picks in the next episode. To the window! Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks prize picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game why because it's so easy to use and win you can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day right now we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the just for sport podcast all you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code j for sport and prize picks will match your first deposit up to 100 yep That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the PrizePix app today.